Welcome to What's Your Jersey Podcast. Welcome, welcome back. Um, if you're coming back, hey meatballs, what's up? That's what I call my listeners. Uh, and I hope you're all gearing up to have a really, really awesome Thanksgiving. Uh, it's in a few days, guys. Uh, and if you're not really a Thanksgiving person, I hope you're gearing up to just have an awesome week. Uh, this episode's dropping on a Sunday, so that's why I say that. Because Mondays don't have to be, like, scary. No Sunday scaries. Um, I do want to get right into my guest because I've never felt more just inspired and invigorated by a guest. Because he just drops so much knowledge on accountability and finding your true purpose in life and intention and there there's just so much that I just want I want to get right to him um but before we do I I just wanted to share I was in acting class this week I'm taking a really cool class called um acting for sitcoms at the actors comedy studio wow I couldn't remember the name for a second anyway um it was nice because before we were done, our teacher, I thought she was going to hand us out more scenes or, I don't know, make us reshoot something. She made us just take out a pen and paper and she was like, really quick, just write down anything you're thankful for that's happened this year thus far. Um, and it could be absolutely anything broad or you just being thankful that you got to class on time. Like it doesn't matter, but just write who you're thankful for, what you're thankful for. And then, um, and Brian and I talk about this within the episode, um, what you want to accomplish before 2018 is over because, uh, spoiler alert, um, it's almost 2019 and I feel like it's creeping up on us and, uh, it's kind of nice to check in and become aware before the holidays really set in and before we're all just running around like crazy chickens with our heads cut off, just trying to get everything done. I think it's really nice to just stop and think about it and set yourself in motion for just a really positive, happy rest of 2018. Um, I know everything I think happens for a reason and timing wise and Brian and I talk about this in the episode we had booked him to um, record about two months in advance and I was like wow that seems so far away I don't even know what's going to be happening in my life then like I don't know what we're going to talk all this stuff and it could not have come at a more perfect time because I myself have, and I've talked about this on the podcast, and I don't know if any of you listening have gone through this where I feel like I'm having a midlife crisis, but hopefully, knock on wood, it's not my midlife yet, um, where I needed to shift focus and kind of change directions and change a few things about what I was putting my energy into. And I did that. And I'm still working on it, but having Brian here to talk about that and kind of listening to your inner voice and trusting your instincts um, was really cool. Divine timing. I think that's the term. I don't know, but it could not have come at a more 
relevant time for me in my life and I hope it it's a relevant time for you guys so you know he also I didn't know this um we talk about breakups and conscious uncoupling and Gwyneth Paltrow did not coin that term I did not know that um Catherine Woodward Thomas does did um she has a book called conscious uncoupling and brian talks about how it's an amazing book if you're going through a breakup it's called conscious uncoupling and he said you have to read it it's a must read but he also gives really good advice about just being present like if you're going it's holiday party season and um He talks about going to a party and the best things you can do to get the most out of the party and um, to not have anxiety or, you know, to be social. Um, One of the things he says is when you go to an event, make sure you make at least one friend. And I know a lot of us are like, yo, homegirl, we have too many friends, like no new friends is a term I hear all the time and I get it who's got time for new friends but he also said that it's good to kind of stand by the door and when people are walking in um, just be like hey how do you know so and so and just kind of be a little bit of a welcoming committee it gets you out of your head and also people coming in so I don't know I thought that was really good advice he also talks about Kelly Ripa how she's um, just someone that It doesn't matter if she's telling a really negative story and bitching about something or if she's um, totally just like gushing about her kids and talking about how amazing something is. We just like listening to her. I think. I think most of you like her. I really enjoy her. She's been on the air for over 20 years. I think the masses really enjoy her. So he talks about kind of modeling after Kelly Ripa. And he talks about money management. I know that's something I've had issues with in the past. And I included the link. He has this amazing, um, it's called Get Friendly With Your Finances. It's a PDF. Um <laughs> The top of the PDF says stranger danger because I know money can just be scary and it's fun to like not look at your bank account sometimes. So this PDF he gifted to us and he wanted he just wants to help. Um, I think it's really cool. It's all about getting intimate with your income and making it so it's not scary. So how awesome would that be to start 2019 actually aware of our finances? Um, But I love it. I love him. He's so funny, too. He's done so many cool things in his life. Um, He started out as an actor in New York. We talk about New York. He's got this infectious energy and this no-nonsense approach. He's very cutthroat. You guys will hear that. Um, And he's a life coach, a career coach, a business coach, and a spiritual practitioner. Uh, He just got licensed, actually, to be a reverend. He's recognized by the state of California as a reverend. Um... So there's that too. Uh, I have included all the links to his websites. And if you're looking for an accountability coach, he, um, he can do Skype interviews and he can do Skype sessions and phone sessions. So if you're not in Los Angeles or New York, don't worry. You can use his services. Um, I just think he's so amazing. I've known him for years. And he just sat down on my couch and I was just having a busy kind of like shit day. And he just made everything okay. So we hope he makes everything okay for you guys. I hope everyone just has a really happy and safe and awesome holiday. Holidays are a time to celebrate. And there's been a lot, a lot, a lot of shit um, 
in the world um, that's happened. So I think right now we just need to try to make each other happy. Maybe go watch some comedy. Um, I think I talked about it last week. The Adam Sandler new Netflix special will make you happy. If you're looking for something to just watch with the family after you guys have just stuffed your faces or... It's family friendly. Anyway, um, yeah, just try to be happy now because I know th- things can get tough. And uh, I just I just also want to say thank you guys again for listening and supporting. And I hope I make you happy. If I don't, email me and let me know what would make you happier when you're listening to What's Your Jersey Podcast. And my email is what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com. Even talking to you guys is making me happy right now because... I've been working a lot and working on a bunch of projects and I'm exhausted and this, you know, takes some work and sometimes it's easy to put it off because it feels like such a big undertaking to do certain things Um, and I already feel better about life just, you know, doing this right now. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm really grateful for you and the sponsors. Oh my God, I have such great sponsors for you this week i hands down bible legit use all their products um outdoor voices which i've talked to you about on the podcast before but um and you'll hear more about it later on uh while you're listening but i work out in their clothes all the time i teach in their apparel i go from working out to just running errands and lunch and their stuff is so cute and it's for men and women and it's amazing uh, so my code for 20% off your first order order of $100 or more, just visit OutdoorVoices.com slash Jersey and enter the code Jersey. You'll be obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with them. Their products are amazing. And I just want you to look as hot as I feel when I'm in them. Um, and also Green Chef. It's been such a lifesaver. And I tell a story about being sick and all of a sudden realizing I had food in the house to cook. Um, but Green Chef is just, they're a USDA certified organic company. And um, their meal, they have so many options. Their meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, gluten free, omnivore, and carnivore options. I kid you not, it was so much fun just picking out the type of meal plan I wanted because they have all these amazing recipes and menus and everything looks so good that I, I just, I felt very special. Um, it was awesome. I, I know you guys are going to love them. Um, and I'll talk more about that later on in the podcast, but for $50 off your first box of green chef, all you got to do, go to greenchef.us slash Jersey, capital J E R S E Y again. For $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash jersey, J-E-R-S-E-Y. Guys, the holidays are coming up. These are also awesome presents. I mean, who doesn't like a special discount or a special offer on presents? Um, so if you want to gift someone a Green Chef meal delivery service, if you want to give someone, believe me, I've gifted a lot of people these things, um, outdoor voices, apparel, it's so cool. Um, and it's stuff that you don't see everywhere else. Um, 
So yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting the sponsors. I can't do it without them. I can't do it without you. And I, with further ado, want to introduce you to the amazing, the funny, the successful, and just the most fabulous as fuck, Brian Pateka. Bye, meatballs. All right, meatballs. I have, this is someone, I know I say you're supposed to like listen to all my podcasts and like pay attention. This is someone you really need to fucking pay attention to. Uh, he is a life, career, business, and spiritual coach. I'd, I like to think of you almost as like a doctor in a delivery room. Like you've delivered all these acting careers. <laughs> I like that. To Los Angeles. Got it, I like that. I and like New that, York right? and all over the world. You're so freaking accomplished. He's also got more abs than anyone I know, <laughs> which is annoying because he brought McDonald's here. Uh-huh. Whatever. Uh, and such an infectious smile and laugh. Thank you. It's amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Brian Pataka. Thank you. I'm so delighted to be here. This is really, really fun. We've known each other for a long time. A really like. long time. And we're aging in reverse. It's so weird. <laughs> we look beautiful today. We're like right. so cute. No, we're being a little too self-congratulatory right now. My life is horrible. Just kidding. <laughs> no, um, but it's, I'm really glad to be here today. This will be fun. I'm excited. Amazing. Good. Do you know, I feel like the last time I hung out with you, I don't know if you remember this, we randomly were both at a party at the creator of Real Housewives House, Mark Cherry. Wait, why were we there? And I do remember, and I remember us both being like, this is freaking weird. It was weird because I, we like both got drunk at one point. Like yeah. everyone was like half naked. There was a waterfall and a pool there? and oh, a grotto. Yes. yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. I'm going to post the picture. You're going to need to because I, oh my gosh, it was so long ago. And I was there with my friend Abraham. I remember yeah. the whole thing now. Yeah. Are you guys dating? Oh no, no, no. Abraham, no. husband, the whole husband, thing. Yeah, okay, just a cool. friend of mine. But yeah. And like, wasn't Mark like never left the house or like kind of made an appearance and left? I never saw him. Yeah. I was like. And the house this... was like out of control. Amazing. Right? Amazing. Was, the gardening was not done. So <laughs> too bad about that for you. So whatever. Yeah. Some shade there. Yeah. <laughs> apparently there wasn't any in the garden. Um, yeah. But there was like a swim up bar. Yeah. I remember that being like very random fun. hot guys. It was all, it was like the hottest guys that and exist. Super, in- like you were like, do you, are you working right now? I kind of I'm raising my like eyebrow that. which you can't see on the podcast but I'm like are you working yeah which is very on brand with the podcast on my acting resume is a special skill I have raises left eyebrow repeatedly uh, me too <laughs> no literally single eyebrow raise used to be my first special skill on all of my resumes well of course you've worded it better than I did <laughs> like they're like okay single eyebrow I'm stealing single that. eyebrow raise put it on wow how are you today uh, I'm good it's been a really crazy couple months here I just I launched my first online program ever in my lifetime and it was uh, scary and exciting and I'm someone who really vibes in a room with people and like loves mm-hmm. to feel the energy in a room and so I was like can I actually move what I do to an online space and will it feel just as good mm-hmm. and it's been it's just delights me every single week. It's like a six week club course and I'm teaching it live. What's it and called? Every week I'm, I'm woken up by like, Oh my gosh. Yes, Brian, this is just as resonant. Um, this course is called audition magnet. I'll offer it again in this December. Um, I don't know when you're listening to this listeners, but keep your um, eyes out this week. Okay. <laughs> great. Uh, it's happening so, uh, now. Is it great? So, uh, this tomorrow it'll be, it'll be out in December to offer it again. So I offer it probably like three times a year. Um, and it's been so exciting and like empowering to know that like I can really reach people and I don't only work with actors but because actors was my first I always say uh, I steal this from Brené Brown which is she steals it from people in Texas okay. which is um, you got to dance with the one who brought you it's a good phrase right you got to dance with the one who brought you if you go to a dance it makes a good sense right yeah. you kind of think of that so like 
actors that applies. Are the, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> actors brought me to the work that I do. And mm-hmm. so to me, the first online course, it had integrity that it wanted to be with actors first, even though my work is expanding, is triple fold beyond actors at this point. Yeah. But that I was like, I need to be with them first. And so it was great to have something I'm so familiar with be my first course. I feel like, okay, you can stretch here. And it's been incredible. So I'm really like in the, so how have I been lately? Of course I go to work because work is such a huge part of my life and I love my work and not everybody goes to work when they talk about, goes to their work thoughts when they mm-hmm. talk about how they are. Yeah. But because my work is something I love, it is where I, I tend to, my brain space is taken up with work stuff. Well, I love, you give advice about having a meeting with a manager yeah. or like meeting with representation and I love that you say how you're doing. Like say one thing cool in your personal life Yeah. and one win. Yeah, one personal and one professional. That's yeah. the way. Yeah, always. And that translates all over. It's not just for actors. This whole podcast isn't just for actors. Please, no. I'm, I'm on board with the actors. Got to go. Dance with the one who brought you. We've had enough dances. I need to go find somebody else here. But uh, one more thing about actors. Um, we'll probably talk 10 more things about actors, whatever. Um, my favorite thing is listening to people talk about how much you've touched their lives and oh. helped them. Oh, thank you. Um, I would play the whole like Vimeo video, but people can just go to your website and listen to it. Um, because I was inspired by it and just hearing people say what you've done for them it lights a fire under your butt just that alone thank you thank you i'll say you know i i my when i first came to coaching um there's like this exercise you do when you're in a a life coaching class you learn how to do some techniques right Mm -hmm. and one of the first things they do is like close your eyes and if you could have a billboard that said anything in the world it was a magical billboard and this people drove by it their lives were changed and like you could do this as you're listening right now listeners but mine meatballs meatballs great (laughs) mine came up and it was just start was what mine kept coming up to and i just feel like that's lighting a fire under people's ass is something that I love to do and part of what the truth of it is is that I think I light a fighter under your ass, but I do it because I want to come from the place of why your heart beats faster and what makes you happy. And so if I come from that place first, the fire stays lit is the best way to say that. Yeah. You know, like, cause it can't just be, if I, I'm not the coach to go to, if you just want to do th- like, if you just want a to-do list, please don't call me because I'm not going to enjoy that coaching. Mm-hmm. Because if you're looking for just a to-do list that tells me something about you, that either you're so evolved and enlightened that you've got zero baggage in your life and thank, thank your parents for being the most perfect people in the world, right? Which also, if your parents are perfect, you probably have baggage. Yeah, um, you're probably so, fucked up. Yeah, right? So, um, <laughs> but, or it means that you're just driving towards something in a kind of an OCD type A kind of way. Yeah. And I'm really concerned that you realize now is not rehearsal and your life is today. Oh, and so yeah. for me that your to your to do list is going to be you know I think Buddha or Gandhi says the consciousness that we bring to something is the conscious the consciousness that we which, with which we do something is the conscious that will be in the ends or the conscious of the means are the same as the consciousness of the end. Google I'm it, really guys. screwing this up. Google it. <laughs> right. But like we, I want you to be living your life or doing the things from a place of resonance or a place of groundedness so that you enjoy. It's so funny that you said something that makes your heart beat faster because you just made me think I should be in New York. Because I always say about New York, I'm always like, my heart beats differently oh, when I'm there. Yeah. yeah. I can't be there now. Yeah. Well, I'll be there in December for sure. Great. I'll but. be there in February and March. So oh, great. Yeah. And I, I, so I see, I have a lot, I have clients all across the country, right? Yeah. And I had a client, two clients in New York that I spoke to today. And every time I'm on the phone with them, it's, it's different. You know, and I think it's, it's, I th- the energy in New York is different than the energy in LA or wherever you are. And I think that it is, 
unfair for us to try to like make it be like it is in another town. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's a different place. It is, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, perfect that you brought up New York. Are you from New York? No. Where are you from? I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh my God. Guys, <laughs> Brian's Jersey is Cleveland, Ohio. That's why you're so nice. I filmed a movie in Ohio for a month. Where? In the middle of January. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. that was not, where were you? Yeah, we were like Ohio, we filmed on a whole, Ohio State's campus. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you yeah. were by, so I grew up by the lake near Cleveland. Okay. Um, and it's colder where I'm from. Uh, but you were probably freezing your buns off. Oh, my God. Uh, but Ohio was a great place, but I was literally like, cannot wait to get out. Cannot wait to get out. Not be, not knocking Ohio. No. But being a gay teenager in a 2,700-person high school, the largest high school in the state of Ohio, by the way, oh. um, there was one black person, one Jewish person in at the time, one gay person. After I came out, everybody came out. But um, <laughs> what a it was, at the time that I was at school there, though, it was not diverse at all. Like, you knew the one black kid's name. You knew the one Asian person's name. I was not out of the closet because it's afraid I'd get killed. Yeah. And my high school has actually had quite a big, like, run of people who've committed suicide since I left, right after I left. And then most of them because they were gay. And, and so, because you left. Yeah, because I'm afraid. <laughs> but it, um, but it, but seriously made me have to not be who I was for a long time. Did you have a lot of girlfriends? Like, actually? Actual, like, like relationships yeah no, i mean like girls who i mean girls liked me yeah I mean, oh guys right <laughs> if you don't look up brian or look on my social media he's fucking oh gorgeous. thank you shut up um <laughs> now i'm blushing uh uh i mean i had girlfriends with nothing it was like pretend it was like the same girlfriend you had when you were in fifth like five years old is the kind of girlfriends i had got it right um and also i was really smart so i was in a lot of smart kid classes and so okay. those girls liked me because you know i was we were all working on projects together so it was a different it was just very different i, was, yeah. I would say it was kind of like asexual in high school in some ways okay um but not asexual to the point of like ooh, that guy's creepy which we know that kind of asexual. yeah not yeah. like that <laughs> no you liked people but yeah. it wasn't like a main focus yeah 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 and yeah. i was like and i like was the kid who didn't drink till he drank till he was 21 oh my god like weirdly like not a nerd but that's kind of who who i was right what did you do in ohio that's like all we did in I high mean, school all it i mean i was a total theater geek uh, yeah like, totally like being in shows all the time like at one point i remember i was in three shows at once i was in my high school and two college shows at the same time while i was in in school and like what were they i, I was in huh i was in a dance show at lake erie college mm -hmm. which like for a while i was a dance minor in college for a minute and um, didn't I, know that yep wow. i was in merrily we roll along stephen sondheim's craziest play at <laughs> lakeland community college you are and, talented yeah, and then i was in like i can't remember what the show was at my school we, we, was, we were doing a high school show but i think at the end of the year because it was summer they always did like a one-act festival so i can't even oh, remember what that was okay. but, yeah, but i was in three things at once i would go get up in the morning at like seven eight or like six thirty to get to school by seven twenty and come home at 11 o'clock every night and i remember i'd like get when I got in my bed because I was so happy to go to bed. Oh, that's how I'm going to feel tonight. Right, yes. <laughs> yes. I remember the first show I ever did was Pippin. Of course. Of, <laughs> of course it was. In the corner, your own little corner of the sky. I know. Where, who were you? Fistrata. I, I wish. I was too young. Okay. I was too, I wanted to be Fistrata. They like had me you You're such a Fistrata. I, now I can play Fistrata. Yes. Are you like a child? Finally. Well, I, I was like 14. Okay. Um, and it was adults? It was was, no, it was high school. It was our okay. first like high school play. But they, I was one of the lead dancers. I was one of like the toy soldier sure, dancers. Yeah, yes. I could do the choreography right now. Like it's insane. Um, <laughs> I'm obsessed. Uh, 
And I remember it was the first time because my mom had seen me in like cute dance recitals and I was on a dance team, but she had never seen me in like anything like overtly sexual. Okay. And it was our high school productions were so insane. They were amazing. But But like like, super sexy. My costume was just an entire nude body stocking. (laughs) Not okay. Not okay. It's so 1960s (laughs) Pippin though. Like that's very Pippin for some reason. So Pippin. And like my first entrance was me like going down into splits and like just on the ground with my legs in the air. I wish you guys could see what I'm doing. I'm embarrassing (laughs) Brian. You should see what she's doing. There's like shoulder rolls. It's (laughs) so bad. Um, And my mom was mortified. She was like, maybe theater is not the right path. Oh no, for real? Yeah. Is your mom really straight laced? Um, not now. Like now Uh she's hilarious without trying to be and like curses and it's just like peanut ratio for days. Oh right, but you were a little girl so we're going to be I was, oh yeah. Be well behaved mom. Oh yes. Like I remember when I got like sexy a little. I was She's rolling her shoulders she can't stop. I can't stop. (laughs) It was like don't dance like that. That'll turn men on. Like it was very like shame. Oh no they, oh really? Yes. We'll talk about that later. Um, We should work on that. I work on that with people. Really? (laughs) Oh my god. I don't think you have a lot of shame around that. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> no, I had sex with Emily. She's amazing on the podcast. And we, we worked with her on that, actually. Great, good. Yes. So you were doing theater. You were yeah. a theater geek in high yeah. school, which I have to say, Ohio people are the nicest people I've ever oh, met. Oh, thank you. I mean, I think, that, you know, it's interesting. Being from the Midwest doesn't come up for me a lot. And so like this is yeah. like the first time I've talked about it in forever. Oh, thank God. When I went to school. I went to school in Chicago and I went to school. People were like, oh, you're from the Midwest. And I was always like, I live by the lake. What are you talking about? <laughs> because to me, that meant like Midwest to me felt like landlocked or something like Midwest. And I was like, what are you? Ta-? And I think this because I'd spent so much time in Pennsylvania. My dad lived in Philadelphia. So oh, I okay. went to Philadelphia to see my dad. Yeah. And to me, I was like, I'm an East Coaster. What are you talking about? So it was a very um, to, to the Midwestern experience feels different for me because I spent I was kind of split in the two places. Oh, I feel like uh, you have East Coast vibes. Well, that's what I... With the I charm like I, yeah. of when an Ohio York, boy. Thank you. When yeah. I went to New York, I found I was like, oh no, these are my people. That's this your tribe. My, yeah. 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 I love that. And were you coaching people at a young age without even realizing it? Because I always want to, I want to know, were you always like this? So, okay. My mom would probably say yes, but my mom said, my mom always comes back to this thing I said when I was four. Mm-hmm. She said, what's your favorite thing? And I said, starting something and finishing it. <gasps> When I was four. Shut up. Yep. Crazy, right? So I think that that, <clears throat> I think that that's probably still true about me. 100%. That, yeah, I think, right? And so the thing that I, that now I, I think po- people find interesting about me if I'm going to talk about myself a little bit, because that's a podcast, that's what you do. Otherwise, I'd feel very weird talking like this. Okay. Is that I was an actor for, I was a successful actor. I made my living as an actor and then I... But it wasn't enough. I was. I needed. I had more t- hours in my day, right? Because an actor doesn't work all the time, no matter how famous you are. Yeah, but you were booking like three commercials a week at one yeah. point. And, my, and when I lived in New York City, I would. I was on set for a commercial almost every other week. It was insane. And oh like, my god, me too. Weird. <laughs> no, that's I mean, amazing. It was, and it was really great. And like, and, it, and and I was very lucky. What years were you in New York? Uh, Ninety-eight to two thousand ten. Oh, the TRL years. Yeah, <laughs> there was little TRL. Yeah. Years. Wait, my favorite story in the world. Sidebar, total non-related. My so on TRL, there's a girl on screen. You know how they always are like the number one song is by Justin Timberlake, and then everybody screams. Yes. Well. You know, they shove the, I don't know who was, what's the guy who's on TRL? Carson Daly? Yeah, Carson like shoves the microphone. So what's the number four song? She goes, it's by Justin Timberlake and I'm not going to scream. 
<laughs> That's my favorite TRL moment ever. She's like, it's Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake, and I'm not going to scream. Oh, so we my. like to say, and I'm not going to scream. That's I, one of the phrases in my life right now. Okay. I love that. <laughs> Meatballs, steal it, and I'm not going to scream. And I'm scream. not going to scream. Yeah, don't uh, tell me how to be. Don't be extra. Yeah, don't tell me how to be. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that was New York. I mean, that Wait, but, what was the question? Wait, you asked a question. I, I it's it. okay. No, we're all over the place, and I'm fine with it. Uh, you started out marketing, though, for Broadway shows in Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got your good memory, girl. I wanna... You did your research, bitch. I know. <laughs> I'm really good at this. Oh, um, okay. Whatever, it's fine. Uh, you helped me yeah, along the way. Good. No, but you, this is what I'm interested in. How did you even get into marketing? How did you get those jobs? Yeah. And then parlay that kind of into sure. an acting career. So I, when I was in college, I deceived myself and told myself I wanted to be a producer for Broadway shows. Okay. And so I, while I was in Northwestern, which is where I went to school, I was in acting class and doing acting things and doing some shows. And then sometimes that one semester I'd produce something, one semester I'd be in a play. Mm-hmm. And then I came to New York City with a job. And I think this is where Midwestern shows up because I was like, I can't come to New York without a job. I have to have money. To, like money kind of drove that decision. And so while I was at school, I flew to New York, applied for this marketing job where the job was to work in an advertising agency that only did Broadway shows. And I had an in because I'd interned somewhere, blah, blah, blah. And I had my interview and I got hired on the spot. And so then I moved to New York with a job at this advertising agency. Do you recommend that for people that are moving to a new city, jumping in with a job or jumping in and then hoping to get a job? It's, it's tough. Interesting. If I was my own coach when I was 22 years old. Yeah. I'm trying to think about, right? Um, I had made a kind of a pact with myself that I would never wait tables. And I had had a teacher say that to me at Northwestern. He said to the whole class, he said, all of you are too smart. You can wait tables and it's totally fine. He goes, but you're too smart to think that that's the only thing you can do. Yeah. And I really heard that. And so I think that landed with me in like, I'm going to go there for a year. And it was actually the best. Those two and a half years were great. Mm-hmm. They're foundational to the relationships. I still, my best friends all worked there at this point. They're still my best friends to this day. Ooh. Guys, I've gone to all their weddings, like a bunch of gay guys all worked there. Of course that it was Broadway shows. Right. <laughs> and then also I was like figuring out what it was to be an adult gay man in New York city. Mm-hmm. And that was a big part of the journey in that moment. Like, and this was also a time when, um, like gay wasn't quite okay yet. <laughs> Like holding my boyfriend's hand at the time was like people would stare at you. Okay. Right? Got it. So it was it was a little bit in that land. So there, that part of the journey was still going on for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and having a job, would I recommend it for somebody else if it's right for them? Like if you're a person who can be a little scrappy, like I, I love that the fa- two and a half years I was in New York, I paid off every debt I had because I had a real job. Oh my God. I had a real job with health insurance. Like I was, I was at a real company with a corp, like a corporation. The name of the company is Sereno coin. If you guys look it up, you'll see like they represent every Broadway show on stage right now. So that like so almost cool. every show. So it was the coolest job ever. But one day I just walked into my boss's office and said, I have to leave. I don't want to grow up to be you. And like he was a friend. It was easy because he was a friend. Okay. <laughs> right. And he really got it. And yeah. like he understood. And like, um, I left that I, I learned so much from being in a corporate environment because I'd been in such an artistic immersion in college. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden I was like, okay, corporate, th- this is a job. There's a business, there's money involved with the marketing show. Like I really understood that. Right. And that was kind of before social media though. Oh yeah, totally. Facebook was just like becoming interesting. Okay. Right. I mean, we had like connection was the, what the gays used, I think. And like, I think that some people, I mean, I don't know. I think I ever cared about MySpace, but I think my, like somewhere there was MySpace, but Facebook was not, the, Facebook was not a part of my high school experience at all. No. Or not my college, college. experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean like we were getting cell phones 
<laughs> Seems like such old school to say that, right? There's no, there's no cell phone, and I don't think we have cell phones in college. I don't remember. I had cell phone. Yeah. I don't think I did. I'm older than you, girl. Yeah. Um, okay. He doesn't look it. Oh, shut up. Um, there's so many fillers. I'm kidding. No, there's no fillers. So I need uh, them now. Um, I anyway, get micro needled. I just got just, that. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going on Friday. Oh, <laughs> guys, go micro needling, but also be careful if you heal in keloids. You're not supposed to do it. Oh, really? Which, yeah, I heal in keloids, but I was fine. You look pretty gorgeous. To Thank me. you. Oh, God. Guys, I'm not going to lie. Brian is seeing me without makeup. It might be last night's makeup, okay. to be honest. Okay, great. That's, Good job. It was a long night. Great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like the busiest day ever today. I like woke up this morning and was like, God damn it. You were being really present for having a busy day. I'm really proud of you. It's hard for me to end a day like today, on a day like you're having to yeah. be present in a moment like this. I function better that way. Do you? Okay. Yeah. If I, I, a, yeah. If I was sitting on the couch all day, just like researching you and just like waiting for you, I would probably have anxiety. Hmm. But because I'm like on it and just, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I, that's a, a lot of people have that where you have too much time in a day, you get less done. <sighs> it kind of just becomes like debilitating to have that. So you kind of suddenly you're not doing anything. All, like it just a little bit here, a little bit there. And then all of a sudden like, oh wait, I didn't get this thing done. I had so many hours in the day. Oh, There's no structure. No. Yeah. And social media will be like an hour and a half deep sure, dive. Sure. Sure. <laughs> And I'm so like, looking at plants. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. No, I did that yesterday. Did you? Yeah, not plants. I, I was sitting on the couch supposed to be doing work, and I was like, I'm just going to take a minute. And I just like looked up every person in my new acting class on social media, and that took like two hours. Oh, my God. That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was it sounds like the, a comparison demon horse. I couldn't get out of it, Brian. The worst. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Yeah, stay in your lane, bitch. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, Have you heard of eating your frogs? Um, I said that phrase in Atrasland a million years ago. I don't say it anymore. It's a book now. But who wrote it? I don't know. I oh, could Google good. it. We could look it up. But that's. Have I, I, you used the phrase before? Did you know that? I didn't know it until last week, and okay. I mentioned it on the podcast, and people commented and said that that helped them. Oh, yeah. It's about procrastination. Mark Twain is the first person who said it. Did you know that? No. Yeah, Mark Twain's quote is like, uh, if you have, I forget what it is, we can look it up, but it's like, if you, have certain, if you have whatever to do in the day, eat the frog first, right? And I think that's that's, that's the thing. That's yeah, the do book. Do the thing first. Yeah. yeah. Do the tough thing first. I. But today it sounds like you just had thing after thing after thing after thing. There was no choice of when you got to do it. Yeah, I still have like two other things. It's the worst. What do you... Okay, but this okay. is like divine timing. So Brian and I set up this interview over a month ago. Yeah. Which when we set it up, I was like, God, that feels so far away. Did it? No, Time. for me, it was... To me, it felt... So I'm really trying to get really conscious about my calendar. Yeah. And this has been a journey for me because I'm, you know, there's three things I think we transact in every day, which is time, money, and energy. Mm-hmm. And I think we're most often to discount our amount of energy. Yeah. We're actually really better at looking at time and money than we are at thinking about our own energy level. Oh, and yeah. the way that I want to show up somewhere is so important to me. Mm-hmm. And it used to be the person who would burn the candle at both ends and it was like crazy. And some days I have that. I could say that, yeah, that it happens, but like to be able to show up in a way that I want is like such a thing for me right now. Yeah. It's, for me, it's a definition of fulfillment because I don't, I think happiness is a bogus word just so you guys know um, <laughs> because I think happiness is something that happens on accident and fulfillment happens intentionally. How so? So fulfillment is, so uh, the best example I can use it happened this year. My uncle died like in April or May, let's say. Um, and uh I was close, but not super close to my uncle. But when my uncle died, I was like, and my friend was coming to visit, was the whole thing. And I was like, nope, I have to go home. I had to cancel on my friend, one of my best friends who's never visited me in LA yet, the whole thing. One of the people I met when I lived in New York, yeah. right? So, but I knew that I had to be home and that that was the right thing to do. And to me, was I like happy like I'm at Disneyland while I was there? No, but I was fulfilled because I knew I was being who I wanted to be. 
by How? being at home. Okay. And to me, fulfillment is a much more attainable and actually more sophisticated and rich dynamic feeling than happy. Happy is the one that you that shows up on its own mm-hmm. to me, right? So if you set up a life that is towards fulfillment, I think happy has more opportunities to do that. But I think that the idea, I think that the when the founding fathers write pursuit of happiness, I think it's dangerous for us all now to say, I just want to be like the phrase, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. Doesn't quite give the nuance to the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so like if you were thinking of, I just want to be happy, you might not even go over Thanksgiving because Lord knows what your family's like. Right. You're right. But is it important for you to be there? Probably. Yeah. I really want to be there and be with them. I'm not right? going to be there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. I have a big job the next day, so I have to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> big jobs are good. We that's, what, that's the sacrifices you make. Or yeah. The choices you make. And right? I'll take an extended break over the holidays right. in December. Great. Um, how do you listen to your inner voice that tells you I'm fulfilled or tells you I have to go home? Do you have all day? Yeah. I okay. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Um, so. Uh, For you, I'll cancel everything. Also, I want to make sure we get back to where we were in New York because I want to make sure we don't miss that storyline, but we're going to be back in the podcast now. We'll get there. Don't worry. I'm good at this. I'll circle back. How do we listen to your inner voice? Okay. So here's the truth. So, so that I can give a little bit of street cred to myself. Yeah. I'm a spiritual practitioner. I'm one year into, I'm already completed one year. Aren't you becoming a reverend? By next year, I'll be a reverend. And the reverend, the reverend ship that I'm going to be a part of is Mm -hmm. non-denominational. So Buddhism, Judaism, Muslim, whatever, Islam, not Muslim, Uh, uh, Christianity, they all kind of work. But, the experience of listening to your inner voice, or what I would say, God's voice or the universe's voice or the universe's intention or whatever word most works for you, listener, just use that one in this moment. If good works, you can use the word good if God doesn't work, right? Okay. Your experience of what I would call revelation, hearing it, is going to be different from mine. Mm-hmm. Because that's a personal experience. This is where spirituality is true. This is the truth of spirituality. So... I know for me, my experience of revelation is in choosing, this is where I have to be using free will a bit, choosing to see synchronicity or coincidence or signs in the world as part of the way that I'm experiencing it. So for example, I could, let me see if I can, uh, this is, I'm going to take you back a bit. So, uh, my ex-boyfriend, we were we had a, a, a conscious uncoupling. It was a loving separation. Before and, Gwyneth coined yeah, the term? Before, it was actually after, so it was super annoying that she had already coined the term. And actually, she's not the person to... Just so you guys know, Catherine Woodward Thomas is the woman who came up with conscious uncoupling, and Gwyneth Paltrow made it famous because she's famous. But Catherine Woodward Thomas is an incredible person if you need a book. If you're going through a breakup right now, I highly recommend that book. <laughs> I'm not obsessed with her voice in the audio recording. Okay. So just giving you the heads up on that, it's one of the most... Sem- it's a seminal book in my experience of the world since I'm listening What's to What's the it. name of the breakup book? It's called Conscious Uncoupling. Oh. <laughs> Gwyneth just made it famous. Do you know Chris Martin just came out saying it was a really deep, dark, depressing time for him? Whoa. Yeah, I didn't know it that. Is, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. No. It just mean, and actually think it, I think that Conscious Uncoupling takes a greater strength because you're actually saying, I still love you and this is not, we're out of step, right? Yeah. So anyway, breakup with X, whatever. Um, there was a time when I was having a really hard time in our relationship with how to communicate with him mm-hmm. after we were broken up. And I had gone through this whole, like, kind of going through what is the shitty draft of the story I'm telling myself, like kind of writing it out on a piece of the draft. What am I telling myself about this? Because I knew there were some lies in what I was telling myself. And I just started writing it out for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you guys are familiar with Brene Brown, she's one of my favorite people in the world. 
She's got a great thing called the shitty first draft, which is what this is. And I'm just writing out, what am I telling my story about my boyfriend, da, 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 the max boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And then I set it down and I was like a little bit emotional. And then um, he called like five minutes later. And I can choose to see that as a coincidence, hmm. which discounts any piece of the fact that the wonder you get when you look up at the stars at night, mm-hmm. right? Like it's saying, well, then fuck the stars too. I don't believe in that either, right? So I, I choose to see the world as each moment. Like everything mirror. happens for a reason. Yeah. Happens for a reason and also that it is divinely, it's there divinely. Mm-hmm. So part of what, I mean, some in some spiritual practices, this would mean uh, meditation. It might mean prayer. Um, I pray. I pray in a way that is very, I speak to God, universe, in a way that I'm talking to a person. Mm-hmm. But both Christianity and Judaism and AA, I work a lot of people in recovery, all would say um, the still small voice for God. So either the God or universe or everything is like it doesn't come to you when you're moving fast. It's still and small. That's the that's the foundation. So what I say is where you can get into a place where you allow that to be heard mm. or allow the intention to be heard that's what I think is the experience of being able to listen to the and so for me an inner voice is the universe's voice or the God or God's voice and I use God in my words but for God is to be able to listen to that and to me that takes some clearing out you have to let go of your own will it's kind of like I, I remember again of course it's romantic but I always remember dating this guy and I wasn't sure if I should still be with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he'd kind of given me the signs that he wasn't looking for a boyfriend, and I definitely was ready for one. And I was sitting at my desk, and I was anxious. I was like, there's something on my mind I couldn't figure out what. So I got out of my desk. Changing your body position is a great part of getting intentional with listening, I think. Just getting up changes the energy in your body. And I got up, and I went, and I sat on my couch. I said, okay, God, universe, I cannot... There's something bugging me today and I need to let go of thinking that I have the answer. That's the first piece to giving space for divine, divine, for something divine to come to you, I think, for you Mm -hmm. to hear a voice. Because if you're holding on to an idea, you're not making space for it. Mm -hmm. So I want to live in the mystery of not knowing what's right. The word mystery really helps me in this for me. And then I'll say, I don't know if I should still see this man. Can you help me? Oh, I like that. Just putting it out mm-hmm. there. And I said, I'm not sure if I should still see this man. Can you help me? And I think that the answers you usually get are yes, no, or I, I don't know right now. Come back to me later. And if you get a come back to me later, then you probably don't need to change your behavior. Right. And I stayed in this particular scenario. I stayed with this man longer and we broke up probably like three weeks later, or four weeks later. Um, but there was something still there in the lesson that I needed to have with him. Mm-hmm. So I, me leaving would have missed that. And it could have been my lesson or I might have just been there for part of his lesson. Okay. Right? And so that to me made sense. But it's not you being psychic. Like it's no. different than that. No, because psychic just... would be like, I can predict the future and I know what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. totally not. Psychic is like, I can see the future in this, in October, this is right. I don't want to dismiss psychic. For no, no, thing, we've right? had right. psychics right. on right. here. Right. 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 Yeah. But it is, it is. It's just a, it's opening, a, opening a space or a portal or a, a room for uh, let another thought come in mm. Letting another not come in Without being attached To what you think The outcome should be Like unattached Is one of my favorite words To use for de- To describe myself In a scenario If I can describe myself As unattached I will be really So much better at that In that moment In that conversation Whatever it is I love that yeah. Meatballs When you're unattached To a certain meal plan Or a certain schedule Of when you should eat It's so freeing And my sponsor this week Green Chef Is exactly what that's about If you're not familiar with Green Chef Green Chef is a USDA certified Organic company That includes everything You need 
to easily cook delicious meals that you can actually feel good about too. Not only are they beautiful, and if you go to my social media, you will see pictures of me actually cooking them. Um, They taste really good, and they're good for you. They're healthier, and you'll feel just wholesome, and they're high quality, and they're sustainably sourced, which is really cool. I feel like that's a hot word right now, or phrase right now. Um, And the way it works, Green Chef... They think dinner should be planned around your life, not the other way around, because we're all busy. So Green Chef does the meal planning. They do the grocery shopping, which for me is the number one thing. And most of the prep for you week after week, which is awesome. And the recipes also include pre-made sauces, dressings, and spices, so you get more flavor in less time. I literally was not feeling well. I was sitting on my couch, and my green chef had just been delivered, and I was like, I don't want to go to the store. I don't want to order takeout, but I'm not feeling that well. And then I realized I had my green chef meals in the fridge, and... I made this amazing, it was an Italian sausage ragu, and there was polenta, which I loved, and it was just this Italian sausage, and I got to make a sauce, but the best thing about it was that it was so fast. It took me a half an hour to just get everything together. It was so good. I felt like I was having like a nice home-cooked meal, Um, and the best part about it is that they let you choose what kind of meal you want. I mean, you can do paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, gluten-free, omnivore, and carnivore. So there's all these options before you even start cooking the meals and picking out stuff. Um, I chose the carnivore, and I really, really, really enjoyed that. I also made roasted lemon pepper chicken one night for the main squeeze, and I got a big two thumbs up um and it's great because it is there's a diverse array of recipes and they range from global cuisines to classic just comfort foods that you just crave every now and then and they all have a signature touch which is nice and it's just very well curated um and i i just i'm obsessed with it um And I definitely think you guys will be, too. Uh, I have a special offer for you. Um, For $50 off your first box of Green Chef, all you have to do is just go to greenchef.us slash jersey, capital J-E-R-S-E-Y. Again, for just $50 off. That's that's a big deal. Uh, $50 off your first box of Green Chef. Go to greenchef.us slash jersey. They're they're amazing. I love it. I'm and I've been cooking. I mean, who's it's it's tough for some of us to just start cooking. And it's great and it's so easy to follow. That was another thing I didn't tell you guys about. So I feel like you're going to be as obsessed with these meals as I am. And now you can get back to Brian Pataka, who I'm absolutely obsessed with. So did you just become kind of I don't want to say angry in New York, but what made you... Oh, not at all. I was the happiest in my entire life. So I believe... (laughs) You were fulfilled. I was super fulfilled. You were so fulfilled. I I mean, I had a boyfriend um, of a long time at that point. Um, Yeah. I was super successful. Thing I was, I was being really successful as an actor. I just hosted a home makeover show. Um, 
And Which, guys, he said my apartment was cute. So, so watch out. So and it I is totally you. cute. I wish you could see it. Have they seen this apartment? Probably. I mean, the some... furniture is on point. Uh, Ashley I'm furniture, upset. shockingly. Shut up. With like a mix of CB2 and yeah, I can tell other, CB2, yeah. there's yeah. things, whatever. Anyway, um, thank you. I mean, I feel like I'm in a classy person's apartment. That's <laughs> that section say. has to be done, though. <laughs> we were doing some, okay, I can yeah. see, I can see some desires. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Um, so what was the question? Uh, in New York, why, oh. if you were so fulfilled and happy, what made you jump to L.A.? I think happiness or fulfillment mm-hmm. also begets risk. We feel like we can take risks a little more easily. Mm-hmm. And I'd already had planted somewhere in my brain the idea of uh, L.A., L.A. was there. L.A. was in my mind. That someday I'm going to leave in LA, live in L.A. And um, I also had this really great thought that someone gave me, which was, it's never going to be a good time to move. That really helped me. There's never a good time to move. Just FYI, write that on your skin. Like, there's never going to be a good time to have a baby. There's never going to be a good time to move. It's never, never going to be a good time to take your headshots. Yeah, it's never <laughs> going to be a good time to get, you know, get a new job. Yeah. Like, it's not going to magically happen. <laughs> so that kind of helped me. Just decide. And I decided, like, I was like, kind of like, I'm going to explore this. And literally, I explored by saying, I want to swap apartments with someone in LA. That was my little idea. That's so the holiday of you. And it happened. And I literally was just exploring because someone said yes. I was like, boyfriend, I think I should do this. And like worked it out. And I swapped for like a year and a half with someone. She lived in my apartment in New York. I lived in her apartment in LA. Rented a car from a person, not even a company. What? Uh, and I and had a great apartment for a year and a half. And like it was, and, made, and I, they, the intention was, I'm going to try it out for a few months. And then it was, mm, I'm staying. Mm-hmm. And so that... That's how I came to be here, yeah. That's how you came to be here. Yeah. Is there eight years ago. That was eight years ago? Yeah, in in April April third, it'll be nine years. Wow. Yeah. And I I know a lot of people think LA, New York, LA, New York. It's not that do you like one more than the other or I'm not gonna die in LA. I already know that. I know that too. So I'm not gonna this is not we're gonna end my days. Um I'm feeling the itch. I mean, I was in New York for 11 years. I'm here for nine now. I'm feeling the itch. I have a serious boyfriend. He has his headquarters or in LA or in Atlanta or San Francisco. He could move to either of them easily. Yeah. Um, we're not married, so I'm not, that's not the only thing in my world. Right? <laughs> uh, but uh, there's, I'm, I'm and my life has become very mobile. My work has become a lot of on, like uh, over the phone. And so it's a little easier for me to consider it, but I'm not. I'm not making moves right this second. I'm actually, this is my first year I've made a commitment for 2019 to be a year where I um, take advantage of the fact that I have a mobile business. So like I talked to my mom today, I said, I'm going to come home for a week, a random week in the next six months. I'm just going to live at home and do my work from home and be with you, which is like, what a dream that will be for me to like be at home and feel like I have a purpose at the same time. And like, she'll be so happy to have me at her house. And like, that's, I realized like that's what I've been working towards and like I'm finally going to take advantage of it in 2019. So there's a bit of me that's like, oh, I'm getting a little more mobile in my life. So I might not feel the need to move LA need as quickly. I get yeah. that. Yeah. So I want you to give advice if you can yeah. on creating your own it's turning into an empire. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm at the Actors Comedy Studio, and today I was like, I have to leave a little early. I have Brian Pataka coming on. And they were like, oh, we know him. No, they didn't. Yeah. Oh, my God, <laughs> And I was like, ooh, he's famous. Okay. Um, ooh, he's famous. So, I'm yeah. saying that, right? Okay. <laughs> so I just want to know, you just started. It wasn't like you had this big, huge accountability. No. So tell us. Yeah, so the story. So, so I was in New York, and mm-hmm. I was in acting class, and I was in a show, I I think I when I started I think when I started Actor Salon I was in The Donkey Show which I don't know if you guys know this but it was directed by Diane Paulus multiple Tony Award winner or maybe only one time she won the Tony Award for Pippin oh! <laughs> recently 
Okay. So she directed Donkey Show. Can you call her for? Yeah, I don't know that well, right? And so she uh, and I was in the show for a year and a half, and I was backstage, and I was finding my footing as an actor in New York at this time. This is right after I quit the advertising agency, mm. and I got that show right away after I quit. And so while I was there in the show, six shows a week, I'd be backstage with the other actors, and I'd hear them doing stupid shit for their career. Yeah. And I swear to God, everything I've ever invented or thought of is because I got annoyed. And I was like, "Come sit down. Let me tell you how to do this. Come to Mama. Let me tell you how to do this." Uh, and so I would help them create marketing pieces and material and how to go to meetings. And I like got my own agent by doing work with them. We made like a come see our show thing for like six of the actors that we invited agents and stuff to come. And so we got people to come see the show and that's how we did it. Right. And then I was in an acting class and I think my teacher suggested, you know, you could start an accountability group if you wanted to, whatever. And I had been working for a while with a company at the time called TVI, which there's one in L.A. It was very different at the time. In New York, it was a very educational-based kind of place where you could meet casting directors. Mm-hmm. But New York was very different than L.A. New York was very um, education-driven. Like, they really were teaching classes. Different than the way we do workshops now, for those of you who are actors out there. It was a different time. Um, and so I'd worked there and taught around the world the business of acting. And then I was like, I'm... Then I became such a busy actor, I couldn't work there anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you're not following the story here, just stay with me. So, um, so I started this little group of my best friends and with six or seven of us where we were going to sit and meet every week and be held accountable to the stuff we were doing in our career. So we'd clock in for two and a half, three hours a night, and we would talk about the tasks we wanted to do. And we used to call it Ass Wednesdays, because yes. it was Actor Accountability Salon Wednesdays. And uh, <laughs> at first, I was just a member of the group. No one paid anyone. And then it became very clear to me that I wanted to lead. And then it was, you know, the, the, everybody bought 20 bucks or something, and I um, led the group, and it wasn't about me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had a guest come once, and then I had another actor salon group begin and I was coaching people one-on-one as well and I was like oh this is something I'm kind of doing and like it was like I remember the time was like $60 an hour to work with me like and I was like oh my god that's so much money and it really felt like it at the time right and it was and I loved it and so all the while I'm working as an actor right all the while I'm working as like this is like the other stuff that I'm doing because working as an actor wasn't enough for me okay and because I was at this point not having any other job because I was living off my acting income it was my schedule was very flexible Right, I'd meet people at Starbucks, and I'd meet people at their home, or I'd meet them in the studio. Like, it's very all, man about town in New York City. But how do people be like, oh, yeah, he's good at this? Like, how? It's not like you have a degree in accountability. How do people say, like, he's legit? That's the I thing. Become, uh, yeah. How do you not sound like a crazy person that's like, pay me $60 an hour right. to tell so you what's up? What I'll say is, you know, when I was first, I remember that. I think that people have to take the leap, right? They yeah. Little, like they have to hear from a friend. This is still true. I still get referrals, right? And I still will end up speaking to someone over the phone generally to see if we're a match. Mm-hmm. And like you have, I think that the 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 degree of seeing me like as someone who knows what the frick what he's talking about because he's been doing it for a while, yeah. right? And in the beginning, it was okay to charge 60 bucks because I was starting, and you're right? And like successful. I remember one point I was working with like a famous person's daughter uh-huh. and like, this bitch didn't know shit. Like she needed me like anybody else. The second that someone sat in front of me, I always like, you don't know. Okay, great. Here we go. Like the second someone sits down, I'm going to have something to say what they can do differently. Yeah. Undoubtedly. If you're looking for someone like me, then that means you know there's more to be done. There's never been a situation that I've dealt with both in someone's business as an actor or their business as a creative person. Because I work with, like, I have a woman, you would love this. She um, 
she has a cookie company. She used to make out of her home. Mm-hmm. She would make cookies. She made about $4,000 a month making cookies out of her home. Four or $5,000 a month. Oh. And then she's like, I think I want to move to my own space. And we were in theater camp together when we were eight years old. And she found out what I do. She reached out to me. And I coached her through building her website, creating a sales funnel, and then moving to her own space. And she's in her own space. Next week, I'm going to be broadcasting live from her space. What? My little, my little, I do Brian's uh, Breakfast Club? Yeah, Brian's Breakfast Club. I'm like, I don't remember the name. Yeah, the I'm initials, like, I do. We can't talk about the initials. <laughs> what? BBC. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm going to be uh, <laughs> broadcasting live from her actual real shop, right? That's so, so cool. Th- so, here's the truth. What I believe that I do is I say, I my what I think I'm really good at is noticing the impact you want to have on the world and making sure that your business is driven from that place. Whether you're an actor, a creative person, or a trainer, or you make cookies, like whatever it is, that the impact you want to have is what makes the decision. So, like for example, when we were thinking about the pricing scale, even for this woman's beautiful shop, she does cookie nights where people come and they can decorate cookies and they pay a certain amount of money. Well, what was interesting is like we wanted to base that in the idea of her cookies are creating community. That's the whole point of what she's doing. Mm. And so there's a way where actually your pricing could deflect the community spirit not because of the price point but because of how you make a purchase for someone who's a family of four versus a family of five like we were getting into the nitty-gritty of how is it really resonating with our editing tool was does this create community or does it not oh i like that we use it as a tool to edit what's yes and what's a no right and so that is something that i think that i kind of learned how to do really well so the question was how to become an expert at accountability I don't know tell a bunch of bitches they need to do their shit right That's I really need it. that do, do your shit bitch do yeah. your shit bitch right, it, so what by when is a great question uh, what by one? Well, that's uh, that's kind of how Brian and I met. I yeah. took his actors yes. along class, and it was when it first started in LA. Yes, and it was in my backyard for it a while. It was in you your backyard. That? Yeah, you in the tiniest backyard. house in the world. Well, you don't live there anymore. No, no, don't live there. No, I'm a normal place. So cute. Not a house for munchkins anymore. <laughs> um, but that I lived in the times. It was. It was a, door. It was like a tea house. It was fun. It was like a little tea house. Yeah, yeah it was adorable. Oh. I loved it, and I still am friends with Chloe West. Oh, I love. Chloe I made West such. So much. Yeah, Courtney Shoreman. Yeah. Like I've made such good friends from being in Brian's network. So, so that's thank you for saying something that. else. You know, one of the things I think comes from accountability is you see. To be accountable, you have to be vulnerable because you have to hold yourself in a certain space. And so I think that's why community is created in an accountability group really quickly Mm -hmm. because you're saying to other people out loud, I am going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to put my time where I think I belong. I'm going to put my energy in what I think I belong doing. And I'm going to show it to you by doing this by next week Mm. or next two weeks or whatever the amount of time is right. And by saying that, it creates this like... I need to show up that way too. Like, I'm, you know, there's a frequency that's created in that room. It's what I always believe, and this is true of like any temple or church or whatever. It's very hard to lie to yourself in a room like that. Yes. Right? Because there's a consciousness there. You can't lie to yourself in a room with people who are really stepping into their life. And you're only hurting yourself if you're lying. Right. I mean, right. No, no one cares. And also, I think there's like that tricky lie that's like you don't know that you're lying to yourself kind of lie, which I think kind of accountability pulls you out of. Oh, for sure. I think, again, divine timing, this podcast, I have had to take like a step back in my life Mm. to kind of reevaluate because I've heard you talk about when you feel angry that's when you're like this isn't working yeah or I need to make a change yeah and I still do stand up and you know I I am booking shows but I was putting too much of too much energy into it and being unfulfilled by others by that and wanting other things yeah so I finally had to listen to that voice and so now I've like 
dove, dove in, dove, dived. I, a that's hard not a word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Into like all these acting classes and like trying to like put myself in environments around other people that are doing sitcom work and stuff mm-hmm. that like really like speaks to me right now. Right, 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 right. You know? And what I think is difficult with what you're saying is like, you know, we have that thing where we're like, we start to describe ourselves as scattered. Mm-hmm. To me, the descript- when you start to describe yourself as scattered, it means you haven't identified what is a intended goal of the moment and what's a hobby. Because you're allowed to have hobbies that are really close to the lane you're in, particularly when you have a creative pursuit. Yeah. Because you're probably an inspiration junkie when you're creative. So you have a lot of great ideas. Yeah. Right? And so it might be like, okay, stand up. Okay, well, if someone came up to you and was like, you really should do improv right now. You might be like, oh, yeah, I should do improv. And you're like, whoa, whoa, why am I saying yes to this? Like, this is not, this is not a thing for me right now. And what happens is we don't we tend to listen to those voices really easily. And I think we're really fucked up because we should have a much easier way. We should say no more easily. I love that. I think the platitude has been sold. Say yes to everything. And I'm like, go Chandra, my year of yes. I appreciate it. (laughs) But I'm also like, my first answer is no slash maybe, or as Oprah says, I'm a prey on that. Because if you give Oprah a new idea, like in a meeting, when you have meetings with people, I'm always astounded at meeting because you don't get anything done in a meeting, right? Mm. I am a collect information person in a meeting. Okay. Great. So that's what Oprah would be like. They'd, she'd get like, she'd have a meeting and they'd say, we're going to do this, this, and this. And this. she goes, okay, I'm going to pray on that because she's not going to say yes or no to it. She needs to go be with it. Is this really what's right for me? Again, still small voice for God. Uh, one of the things they would say in A Course in Miracles, which is kind of what I'm studying, not kind of, it is what I'm studying. They would say that um, nothing without, I, I make no plans without him or it or God or the universe. I make no plans without it. So if I'm in a meeting and someone's like, do you want to do this and da, 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 I need to be like, okay, yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a cool idea. Let me go be with it for a little bit. And I love that because you're setting boundaries. You're giving yourself time to really think, is this something I want to commit to? Yeah. And also here's the trick. I might still say yes, but my yes will be so different because I'll be certain that I've given a good yes. Mm-hmm. So what I was thinking about this good way to use this is like, so let's say you're, um, someone calls you up and says, Hey, uh, there's an improv class. that's like a hundred bucks. You want to come take it with me? And your first inclination is like, yes, yes, yes. So it's great. Great. Can we do it with you? Right. <laughs> and then you kind of, you, you go to the class, you know, whatever. And you're kind of like, oh, great. I'm here. But you've got that thing going on inside your body. I'm moving my body around right now. Cause you've got that thing going inside your body. It's like FOMO, except for like fear of doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Like I really should be doing something else instead of being in this class right now. Yeah. You've got that thing where you're like not exactly present in class because, and then you're maybe late the next week because you're not really sure. And then kind of you're like, go, oh, it's my turn to go. Okay. And I go, and like, you kind of weren't there in that class. And afterwards someone says, how was that class? You're like, oh, it was okay. No bitch. You sucked in that class. You sucked because you didn't take care to show up in your certainty right Mm -hmm. which is so different than same answer your friend says do you want to take this improv class with me for 100 bucks say slow down bitch i'll give you 20 minutes i'll get back to you or or "Mm, my calendar is really full i'm not gonna be able to get back to you till six o'clock tonight can you wait till six no okay i'm gonna have to say no i love that you don't sound like a dick you're just like honest i'm not gonna be able to do it till six like right now I have a deal with my boyfriend right now so I have a job that I'm potentially doing in New York in February and March uh-huh. and he really wants to make some travel plans I made the pact with him that by December 1st I will be able to give him an answer even if I don't know what those dates are because it's way more fair to him mm. and fair to your friend 
right? To say like, I can get back to you, but I need the time to figure it out, right? Yeah. So I'll get back to you by six o'clock. So let's say the bitch says, okay, fine. Talk to me at six o'clock. So what do you do between one and six o'clock while you're thinking about this? Well, you're going to go look at your f- pocketbook. Okay. Do I have a hundred bucks that I can afford this class right now? Oh, wait, my mom said she's going to help me fly to that wedding in April. Let me make sure she's still down to help me pay for that wedding. Because if she's not, I shouldn't do this. Oh yeah, she said she will pay for it. Great. So this takes some time. We're making a phone call to mom. We're looking at a calendar, right? And then you're like, okay, what day of the week it's on? Oh, it's on Wednesdays. Okay, I have acting class on Thursday. So that means Wednesday night and Thursday, I'll have class two days in a row. Do I have the time to accommodate that? Yeah, because I usually rehearse on Thursday morning with people. That'll still work out. Okay, what about, great, time. I made sense of money and time so far. Energy. Okay, what's my week like? So I usually work on Tuesdays late but this class isn't till nighttime as long as I take my Wednesday I go to that gym class in the morning we have to move that gym class a little later so I can sleep in a little bit like looking at the energy level so I can show up and then I go oh yeah it looks like it's right and then where I go next so the realistic piece I just took care of right time energy money my three categories yeah and then I go I got an answer on the worldly level on the earthly plane as to whether or not I can do this on paper yeah and then I'll sit down and I'll be like okay quiet space is this class right for me? I'll ask God, universe. And I'll get an answer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, it is. This will be fun. And then I'll call my friend. I'll say, I want to take that class with you. And how much more excited will I be? Do you seem And when so I go excited. there, I'll be present. Well, you want to be go, there. Yeah. And I'll know that I'm not supposed to be somewhere else. The yes is so much more powerful when you take that time. Right? And there's four criteria when it takes me. It's time, money, energy, spiritual level spiritual plane okay to me that's like the bigger truth of them all so I gotta clear up those things so that I know those don't take me out of the ability to be clean when I wanna listen I love that you're really good about managing money um, I don't know about you meatballs, but I tend to not look at my bank account. Oh, or- I have the thing for you. I have the thing for you and I have a thing for all the meatballs. Okay. okay so you're going to have to share this with everybody. I okay? hate this shit. So literally, this is my, my challenge. Be- Why well, was you? So, and I created, because of it, I created the tool that I use to change my life. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, uh, it's called Stranger Danger. Get friendly with your finances. It's totally free. It's, you'll, you'll enter your email and get this download. Okay. And it's a document where you just... Begin to look, tiptoe into getting to know what's going on with your money. And I think that that's the scary thing. We just don't want to look because there's a process of if I don't look, then if I'm okay right now, I'm okay. Like, what's in my bank account? Okay, I'm okay. Right? Is that how you're kind of living yours? Kind of, as long as nothing gets declined. And like, you're, I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. And I've been putting a lot of money out to yeah. like get what I want, yeah. which is really scary. Sure. But uh, other jobs have been coming in because of it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you put energy into you. Energy comes back from, I think. Yeah. And, and also think of money as energy. It's really important to think of it that way. An really? exchange. Not your energy, but like the exchange of energy. So I, money is a, is a, is a exchange. Like you pay for something that you want to help you to be a part of your, so if you give it the power of something beyond that or that it's just a number, it doesn't actually, it doesn't work in that way. Like in the energy exchange, I want my acting teacher, if you're in acting class, like I want to feel good about every cent that I give that person because I'm exchanging an energy with them. They're giving what they've experienced in their life to be able to augment my own, right? So if we can kind of imbue it with that understanding, to me, money is one of the easiest places to non, to not treat our lives sacred. Dirty messy right yeah and to me like the the more you're able to treat your money as sacred the more it'll have that experience in your life that's a big one for me so we're coming to the end of the year yeah and not the end of the pod don't right. worry um well soon but still 
what can people do to kind of round out 2018? Like if you, if you have like a want or something you haven't accomplished yet, mm-hmm. is there anything like kind of like an eating your frog type of a situation, yeah. but maybe on a bigger playing so field? So like, like resolution land. Yeah. A little, which I don't love resolutions, okay. but I, sorry, <laughs> now I'm playing footsie with Brian. Um, I just want to know something that's inspiring to get through the holidays and to feel accomplished if like you're still feeling like 2018 wasn't exactly your year. Sure. So I think it's important for you to actually look at a calendar. Okay. How many days are there between now and the end of the year? Where are you going to be? What days are you actually able to put any energy into whatever this thing is that's gnawing at you? Mm-hmm. Right? So you get a little more realistic. That's a little bit of time space. Like, what's realistically accomplishable about this thing? Right? So we kind of look, okay, I got a work schedule. I got some time off. Da, 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 great. Does it take any money? Okay, maybe I need to look at the money. What it takes some money to do it? And I'm a big fan of one step towards something will usually equal three easy steps afterward. Mm-hmm. So if it's an eat the frog kind of thing, what's the biggest, what's the biggest hurdle to get over for this one project or what's the tiniest tiptoe way you can begin it? Like I said, at the beginning is, you know, my headlight, my billboard is just start. If you start it. So here's the big trick, the big fuck up that everyone needs to quit sucking on this dick, <laughs> which is do not wait until you're inspired. That's a bunch of fucking malarkey. And okay. It makes me really mad. I feel like you're the laziest person in the world when you say that. I want to slap people. Madeline LaAngle, who wrote A Wrinkle in Time. Ooh. I'm going to botch her quote right now. But she says something that inspiration strikes while you're working. And I couldn't believe that more wholeheartedly. Mm. So we are like, I want to get inspired. I'm going to start something. Great. Go drink your green juice and go to yoga, bitch. <laughs> like, um, I mean that in the best way because green juice and yoga are important. They're, but like, right, I don't but like if, it. But if whatever. we wait to be inspired, it's gonna, you're going to be waiting around a lot. Yeah. So what we have to do is if you start something, I believe inspiration starts to come at your back. Mm-hmm. And the universe can see what you're doing. God, universe, whoever can see what you're doing. Say, like, oh, okay. Let me give some things on your path now that I can see where you're headed. Momentum. Yeah. Really important. And I think this is where it comes to listening for that thing that's gnawing at you is probably related to your calling. Well, we do it. Yeah. One of my callings is working out and teaching classes and staying active. And recently, over the past few months, I have become obsessed with using outdoor voices active apparel and you guys have probably heard about it if you've listened to the podcast before but if you're not familiar with outdoor voices they make high quality active apparel that take you from gym life to everyday life just seamlessly and fashionably and the coolest thing about it i've been wearing it a lot more i have never gotten more compliments on my clothes in general than i do when i'm wearing my outdoor voices ensembles um they're so cute. And the best part about it is I'm obsessed. I have their, um, it's a matching tank and they have tight leggings and they're like a light pink color. So from far away, you almost look like you're not wearing anything, which is kind of sexy and hot. Um, but I get so many compliments from just people of all ages on it. And once you know Outdoor Voices and you know their designs, you can start spotting them. I was in a uh, class at Training Mate, which is an awesome gym in Los Angeles, and there was a girl, and I could not stop staring at her outfit because she looked so cute. And then I was like, oh my God, that's Outdoor Voices. I can order that. I know that. Um, And I recognized it immediately. Also, when I'm teaching, you know, sometimes, guys, I'm feeling bloated. I'm not feeling that good. And when I 
put their clothes on to work out in, I immediately feel 10 pounds thinner. And I just feel like it holds you in in the right places. But it, it's also flexible. And it, it just lets you, you know, sustain movement. And you can wear it from gym to real life. Like you can go out to lunch right after. And they have really cute, like, I have a t-shirt that's open in the bottom that I just throw on over the workout outfit from them. And it's just so cute. I've gifted it to so many people in my life. And it also brings people together. Outdoor Voices regularly hosts events across the country to keep you doing things. And so you're making friends along the way. And you can, like I did, walk up to someone in the gym wearing it and say, hey, that's cool. Is that Outdoor Voices? And you start talking and you might just meet your best friend. So this is also making you friends. Um, Whether it's through through events or they have a hashtag on social media. It's called hashtag doing things. Um, It's uniting everyone who live for fun. And I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably living for fun because I'm all about that life. Um, And the cool thing about it is that it's available for both men and women. Um, So it's it's made to be sweated, if that makes sense. Like it's not I've tried some workout clothes before and it's just like, well, this would be really cute if I was just walking around doing absolutely nothing. But Outdoor Voices, you could be so active and they're so cozy and the material is so high quality and soft and stretchy. And um, they have their signature textured um, textured, sorry, compression hugs and not hugs, compression, which hugs and sculpts and supports while you hike and jog and walk. And it's just really cool. And I love it. And I love you guys. So for 20% off your first order of $100 or more, all you have to do is visit outdoorvoices.com slash jersey. That's outdoorvoices.com slash jersey. That's capital J-E-R-S-E-Y. And just enter jersey for your promo code. It's so easy. And you're just going to love it. I love this stuff so much. I wear it all the time and I get complimented a lot on it. So guys, the holidays are coming up. This is a great present. They have so many different cool products. I definitely recommend it. And like who isn't active now? It's just it's perfect for everyday life and you can wear it from the gym or from your hike, from your jog, to lunch, out to the movies, out to doing anything. So again, for 20% off your first order of $100 or more, visit OutdoorVoices.com slash Jersey and enter Jersey as your code J-E-R-S-E-Y Trust me It'll make you real happy Not to talk about me But yeah Let's talk about me Um okay. <laughs> That's what kept happening with stand up I, I kept seeing Either people booking TV shows or sitcoms And I, I was like I want that like mm. what am I doing and yeah. I like my heart just kept being like that way yeah. and then it took me doing a play this summer great and getting a completely different response than I had gotten for the past like five years on anything I've done and I was like oh it's time to shift gears and it's really hard and something I want to touch on and then we'll do some fun stuff okay great is ego yeah I talked about that because it's hard to let go of something that maybe you've worked like any career bitch I quit being an actor yeah, like how do you let go of your fucking ego and get out yeah. of your way? Because you're like, I wanna, I wanna be successful. I've been putting time to this. I've been working towards this. I, for me, mm-hmm. and then you can talk for however long you want. Is I had to just be like, well, I learned a lot along the way. I made friends. I made connections. Like everything happens for a reason. Like I had to, you know, be nice to myself about it yeah. instead of feeling like a failure. Or, 
whatever. So yeah, I mean, I think it's important that you notice your quotient for what you want to keep doing. So if something energizes you and you might want to walk towards it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you're saying this isn't energizing me. I want, I want to be over there. Mm -hmm. And I believe this is a Ignatian thought, but I want uh, St. Ignatius for those of you who are Catholic, um, is, uh, the desires are planted in us by God or the universe. Mm -hmm. And so that is how the universe, so we say things happen for a reason. Like that's like a, maybe the diet Coke version of what I'm saying right now. Okay. Right. So meaning that desires are planted in us so that the universe can lead your path. So if you say, you know, I want to be an actor, let's follow that. Right. Great. So you want to be an actor. So the universe is then pulling you towards this acting class, towards this headshot photographer, towards this retoucher, towards living in the city. Your life is then directed by this desire. Yeah. Right. And that desire is how the universe is organizing itself. Right. This is how humans, I think, are organizing a divine plan in some way because desire is pulling it. This is why when you see someone across a uh, crowded room and you like have that spark in your eye, I think that that's actually a real moment. We as tend to be a little contemporary. So like that's not real. But the truth is, is in that moment, you've pierced the veil for a second because mm-hmm. there's a reason why attraction is there. It's good. That person's meant somehow to interact with you in a way that's going to guide a lesson you need to learn, whether it's a season or reason or a lifetime, right? Um, It could be a moment, but something there, right? So when we're talking about the... The letting go, basically, we're talking about is letting go of one thing and moving to another. Or like, Being I like frozen. The, yeah, yeah. We would say it again. Being like frozen, Being just like, let, it go. let it go, let right, it right, fucking right, go. Right. So when you're saying like moving on from one path to another is kind of what I think you're talking about. Yeah, right. Yeah. I can only speak to my, I can speak to my journey and other people that I work with, but on my journey, it was very clear when I got annoyed at going to auditions, and it was taking me away from the thing I wanted to be doing, which was sitting across from a client. So I have annoyance is a really great alarm system. You already wired with it. You're giving it for a reason. You're like getting annoyed going to, you said you weren't enjoying stand up. Mm. You are, you are divinely, you're meant to be fulfilled in every given moment. That's what you're divinely made to do. So if it's not bringing you joy, it's a good way to kind of notice. I'd be mindful around the word joy and happy again, like I said, because it can get a little sneaky of like every moment should feel like an Instagram happy Disneyland moment. No, it's not a highlight reel all the time. Yeah. But it is, is it enlivening you? Yeah. Do you feel your most yourself? One of the great questions to ask is, do time and space disappear for you? Like probably the moment when you heard the call to be an actor mm. or anyone who's listening, when you heard the call, like, I want to be an artist, or, I want to make this, or I want to do this. You probably weren't having a concept of time in that moment. And that's a really good sense of knowing that you're divinely aligned because time doesn't exist yeah. on the, in the cosmic level. Yeah. I love that. Nice. I also love hearing you talk about Kelly Ripa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm going all over the place. Right. Kelly been... Ripa is the best interviewer ever. Yeah. She's how... the person you should watch if you're going to go have a meeting. If you're going to go have a meeting. So if someone's changing careers that's listening, yeah. watch Kelly Ripa because say why. Yeah. Because because Kelly Ripa sings a song of her enthusiasm and you don't care what she's talking about. You're just attracted to her enthusiasm. She could be saying she doesn't like something, but you're into it. And yeah. the truth of that is that y- you don't need to mimic Kelly Ripa, but no Notice, you know, there's a network who has paid millions of dollars, many decades for her to be on TV. That's a viable, likable version that we get in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And it is that enthusiasm that just goes up and down for her own opinions. Right. And that is what's attractive about someone like that. So when you go to a meeting, I want you to be your most yourself, like follow your opinions. Don't just be pink. You know what I mean? There'll just be one color. Don't be vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be birthday cake flavor. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> like follow your sparkles and your sprinkles, whatever. But like to allow yourself to really um, express yourself in a way that 
is in some ways vulnerable. So how do you, because you're taking care of so many people, how do you like self care? How do you stay so fit? Like, what are your just go tos? Your quick like advice? Sure. For taking care of and nurturing yourself. Okay, so I have a huge. I have to give you first my definition of self care because I'm super serious about this. Mm. Okay, I'll keep it tight. I know we're supposed to be wrapping up, are That's we? Okay. okay. Yeah. So my definition of self care is the daily habits and behaviors that you use to keep yourself from overwhelm, fatigue, um, depression, and anxiety. So to me, self care is a daily practice. Mm. It is not a. I'm sick and I need to take things easy is different than self-care. Self-care is daily. So to me, there's a few things that I do. Some of them are super simple. I know where I put my keys when I walk in the front door. That's literally one of my episodes. That's one of my behaviors of self-care because looking for my keys as I rush out the door will literally make me insane. So I have a spot where I put them every time. Me too. Yeah. And that's like the spot. And that is literally, and so if you can start to identify those tiny things you do for yourself, I think you get better at self-care, right? Another one is I've done really right now, I'm on a big kick for drink more water, Brian, because I know that's such a lame one, but I got to tell you, it is not that easy if you're not someone who carries a water bottle around all the time. Mm -mm. I work from home. And so go get a water, go get a glass of water. Every time a client walks in the door, I get a new glass of water. Like, so this is a big pattern for me. Um, I make myself go to bed early. Mm-hmm. I'm a person who could stay up and work for three days and not stop. I make myself go to bed early. Uh, I move my body every day or at least every other day, at least. If it's yeah. not a workout, it's yoga or whatever. Yeah. That's important to me to move my body. Do you still do CrossFit? I know you were doing I have a, a back injury right now. Oh, no. I'm like the fattest I've ever been right now. You still can be. Thanks. Um, yeah. And... Uh, but I went today to work with a trainer to get better because it's making me crazy. Um, oh. So moving my body every day is an important piece of it. And uh, is there anything else I do? Those are the big ones, I guess. I know they're not that interesting. Wear your safety belt. Wear your safety belt. <laughs> or condoms. Oh, I'm a, I, I, I think one of the biggest ways I self-care for myself is my calendar is May. I have drive time in my calendar. Oh. I always make sure that there's drive time. I'm I it is literally like an edict amongst my team. Brian doesn't rush. I like, love how do that. we make sure Brian is scheduled so he's never rushing? Because I'll show up differently. And oh, that's yeah. that's my life. Right? That becomes my life. And what's also true is usually when you're trying to get somewhere is your few moments of being alone in a day mm-hmm. and then you're there with people. And so if all of the time you spend by yourself is anxious rushing, you're never alone with yourself in a place where you are actually able to listen or be with yourself. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a real, that's a, that's a, that's a shame. You're missing an experience of yourself. I thought of you last night cause I had to go to a big comedy central rap party. Okay. Congrats to Jeffrey show on 50 episodes. Um, <laughs> and before I walked in, I was kind of nervous cause I was walking in later and I know everyone there, but I had to take a moment and I had to come from like a positive place and my like I wanted to be kind and beautiful that it helped me so much and I had such a better time because I had to check myself because my outfit wasn't working and so it (laughs) took me like I felt fat so I kept changing and I had to stop myself before I walked in the party I was like Jacqueline do not bring this fucking energy in with you good so good but you I thought of you because like you preach that a lot like walk in with the biggest I mean I can sum it up in one I can sum it up in one sentence the best way to go to a party is be somebody else's wingman they forgot to bring literally just be like what about you oh my god have you met Steve Steve is this and da 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 and then the next oh have you met Kelly just be the wingman everyone wishes they had with them and you will feel like fucking you will feel amazing because it's just being in a place you 
when you're focused on your own thoughts about yourself, you're so bored and annoyed with yourself. Oh God. When you literally are just like curious, curious, curiosity is the first way to get out of almost any bad feeling. I believe. Oh, I love like that. It's like an antidote to almost any bad feeling. Judgment, curiosity. Yeah. Comparison, curiosity. Fuck Xanax. Yeah. Curiosity is where it's at. <laughs> yes. No, but I, it, the proof is in the pudding. Last night, there was a wife of one of the big, big wigs. Yeah, yeah. And normally, we just have like a nice like, hi, how are you? How are you? And then I feel a little intimidated and then just like go <laughs> get a drink. And last night, I forced myself. We did the hi, how are you? And I said, what do your kids want for Christmas? Have they started asking oh for stuff? God. Opened up a can of worms. I'm so good. And it was just like oh this jack this is how you have a conversation jacqueline um but yes. when you're so in your head yeah it's like and just remember hard. i want to make sure you know that most people won't do that check themselves in the lobby like you did oh i don't no. do it all the time right so but. so no other people there are showing up with that same feeling oh, you're right. so you get to be such a gift to anybody else there mm-hmm. like you'll probably be one of four people there who's done that and there's a group of 400 right mm-hmm. so your ability to be like i'm gonna make you comfortable yeah your ability to do that to someone is that is like oh my god she's the coolest girl i ever met <gasps> I hope that's so. what they'll that's what they'll react to that's what comes out at that moment yeah so you've been around that. someone at a party we're like oh my god i loved her blah blah like what she was doing was making it about you, probably. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, I want to know what you have coming up next. Okay. What I have coming up. So, <laughs> first and foremost is I'm lo- doing my next online launch. It launches the day after Christmas. It's going to be a f- like six-day only launch for you can sign up for six days then it disappears so i'm super excited for that for any of you actors out there who are listening and you want to get more auditions this is a super fun program and the first part of it's free so even if you don't decide to move continue with me i'll make sure that jacqueline has information so she can share with you um that's my big thing but i'm going to ohio for thanksgiving taking my boyfriend he's met my mom before it's gonna be cute um but i'm really excited to be home and like be with my family um and then i've got some big stuff coming up 2019 i'm trying to um I want to create a retreat or a conference or something for mindful people. There's something called Wellspring, which I went to this year, which is kind of that. Mm -hmm. But I want to do something a little different for creative people. I'm really trying to – I want to be a movement. I want to be a platform for people to – keep stepping into their creativity I think the only creative thoughts are real and any other thought is fear-based and not real Mm -hmm. and I want people to I think we will all elevate by creativity and so my goal is to have a more um, global influence or impact before then by then next year Oh, you'll definitely make that happen. Thank you. This is a huge thing. And I feel like you're just starting, to be honest, even though you've accomplished so much. Thank you. Yeah. No, everyone needs to know who you are and know what you're about. Um, A few quick questions. Yes. All right, Brian. Are these rapid fire scary These are rapid fire. Okay. 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 Uh, Do you like meatballs or bouillonnaise meat sauce? Oh, bolognese. Oh, no. I mean, I can't have both? <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> That's my answer. Okay, great. No, I like bolognese. Okay. okay. Uh, we didn't talk sports. I'm sorry, but whatever. I'm so glad you didn't talk I sports know. because my opinion would be what? <laughs> huh? huh? Do you like any sports? At all. <laughs> no. I like CrossFit, which people don't think is a sport. So I, that's it. I mean, I, I like watching baseball and I like watching basketball. Oh, okay. Those are my two watchers. You want, okay. What's your baseball team that you like to watch? I don't know. That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you like This the is like friends ask me to go and I'm like, okay, I'll go. Like, yeah. That's it. You like the experience. I like the hot dogs. I like, I like the, the hot dogs. I like the beer. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's that's just what it's about. fun. Yeah. Cheering for things. All right. Whatever. So go Giants. They won. The New York Giants won. Great. On New York Monday. Giants. Yeah, great. Yeah, they won. <laughs> Yay! That's like I mean, the first I'm from time. Cleveland. Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. We can't. That's yeah. what I know. Oh. What I know is that they're not good. And I went to Northwestern, which their team sucked when I first yes. went there. So I know all the... Oh, okay. God. Anyway, uh, the movie Any Given Sunday. 
Yes. Have you seen that? It's written by John Logan, who was my playwriting teacher when I was at Northwestern, FYI. Well, he wrote a killer motivational okay. speech that Al Pacino gives yes, in that everyone movie. everyone talks about it. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe you wrote that. Or- and he also wrote The Gladiator. <laughs> I mean, does that kind of make sense somehow? In a yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. It's like The Gladiator was like the prequel to Any Given Sunday. <laughs> That's funny. I know. That is funny. Uh, okay, so Any Given Sunday or the movie Rudy? I've never seen either. <laughs> I'm going to go with any given Sunday okay, for you because that was your professor. Um, you probably haven't seen these either. Who's hotter? Everyone gets these questions. Okay. Who's hotter? Sandra Bullock in The Blind Side or Connie Britton in Friday Night Lights? Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I love it. Okay. These are kind of Jersey-based questions. Okay. Who would you rather hang out with? Meryl Streep, Polly D from the Jersey Shore, <laughs> Lady Gaga. Okay. Or, your best friend. Her best friend. My best friend, yes, you know that. Yes. Lady Gaga or um, Teresa Giudice, the table flipper from Real Housewives. I mean, probably Teresa is what I have to say, honestly. Also, I've met Polly D. Like, it's fine. It's like, uh, it's underwhelming, probably. A little bit. Also, shorter than you think. What? Yeah. Really? Is Polly D abs guy? No, that's the situation. Oh, well, no. No, now he's the inspiration because he's like sober and an AA. You need I don't to know. Oh, my God, I need to watch him. Oh, you, so, the latest episode of the Jersey Shore guys we're talking about it um, <laughs> it's happening it's happening uh, he goes to where he went to AA Whoa. and there is an older gentle- gentleman that's probably like 20 years older than him but grew up at the Jersey Shore partied at all the shore bars and now he's in AA and wow. he was crying he I love hugged this. the situation he was like you're such an inspiration wait, not the situation not the situation wait, wait. Like, he was inspiring no <laughs> wait it's situation now not called the situation no he's called the inspiration <laughs> okay when I met the situation there's a a lot happening. Um, his face, and, there's a lot going on with his and, face and now. He was with his girlfriend, and it They're was married. very it, okay. It was very situationy. Now it feels like I like where you're saying he's headed. This yes, is good. Yeah. No, I love. Oh my god! So you're so on brand with the pod. <laughs> you didn't even realize it. Oh my god! All right, so. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you who's your favorite Jersey Shore character, but I mean everyone has the same one, don't they? Uh, well, mine's Polly D. Oh, I was going to say I, yeah, but I also like her friend J Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> her friend slash not friend. friend. I know yeah. it's like what are what's the episode? Okay, so you made it to the end, Brian. Um, as you know, my best friend in my head is Lady Gaga. Yes. Uh, so I have everyone do a read of a Lady Gaga song. Okay, great. So I picked "Born This Way" for you. The whole song? No, pick like a line <laughs> got it, got it. And, um, just you could read it as if you were Lady Gaga as if you were Polly D as if it's a poem of my I own. like that okay. yeah and pick a part okay I'm picking a part I'm picking the most randomest part okay in the glass of her boudoir there's nothing wrong with loving who you are she said cause he made you perfect babe so held your head up girl and you'll go far Listen to me when I say, I'm beautiful in my way, because God makes no mistakes. That's the one I'm reading. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of doesn't feel like it makes sense when I read it like that, does Isn't it? Isn't so hard to read yes, for this yes, way? Yes, yes. I had to do that once, and I was like, God, I'm a monster. This, I can't believe I make people do this. This is hard. It's, it's hard. Tough one. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Good job doing this to me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Pimp yourself out to everyone how they can find you and take your classes. Um, oh my gosh, you're the cutest. Uh, if you want to stay inspired and enjoy your day, Instagram is probably the best place to just see where I post some stuff. Stories more than posts. Okay. Brian says that is my Instagram mm-hmm. handle. Uh, and if you want to look at a little bit more of what I do, brianpataka.com is my website. Yeah. If you 
I will make sure that Jacqueline has the fight free financial stranger danger thing. Yeah. So you guys can take a look at that. That is probably the the uh, thing I get the most compliments on because it really serves people. Does it? And it's really easy to use I'm, and it's not scary. It's a plug and play. I'm easy so thing. scared. No, don't be scared. No stranger <laughs> danger when it comes to your money. Um, and stay in touch and please keep fighting the good fight. You know, follow your creativity, follow your calling. It is not stupid to do so. It is the reason that your life is the way that it is. And it is the reason that you're going to teach the people around you the right lessons and the right path because you are on your own. So quit looking for your path. You're on it right now. Oh my God. For sure. Born this way was so perfect. For you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you so no, much for having me. This was really you, fun. I'm sorry it took you. us a while to get it scheduled. So I know. I well, guys, I reached out to Brian. I think it was. This is I'm terrible. I think it was like eight or nine months ago. Right. And you were like, yeah, yeah, just go on my. I don't even know what the document thing was called. And I was like, I can't handle that. <laughs> um, I was like, I don't know what that means. Um, so yeah, just thank you for being here. Thank you for being so amazing. And also thank you to our sponsors, Green Chef and Outdoor Voices. I'll post all the promo codes and all the things. Uh, you're amazing. Thank you so much for having me, and thank I you guys you. for listening. I hope we weren't too boring or annoying today. No, you're the best. I hope you like New York and LA because I do. Yes. Yay, and I you. love you, Meatballs. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars.